Welcome to the 5am grind. Our mission is to create content to help you pursue your dreams in entrepreneurship or land that dream career. Tune in every week to get insights on mindset, goal setting, lifestyle, and exclusive interviews from leading entrepreneurs and business leaders across the country. going well man how's it going with you no not too bad you know uh 2021 COVID's still here <laughs> hopefully you get a vaccine soon oh man didn't uh canada was supposed to get some vaccines right yeah, and yeah then what we happened were. to that i don't know i don't know what's <laughs> happening i was reading an article actually on this that if we vaccinate people at the current rate it'll take us seven years to vaccinate <laughs> well, the entire population that's how slow we're going wow yeah but what's going on then? I think that we were supposed to get some, and then what was it? Moderna, supply issues. Whatever. I don't, I don't, supply, I issues? supply issues. Uh. Yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. <laughs> anyway, so I thought for this uh, week's podcast we cover the topic of sales. Uh. All right, you've always told me, Elliot, oh, sales is important. So I thought, why not we cover? Why don't we cover <laughs> sales? So the first question is going to be a very basic one. We'll cover why is sales or selling important? Why is it such an important skill set to have? Mm-hmm. Why do salespeople have such a bad reputation? Number three, how do you become a good salesperson? And then number four, how do you re- handle rejection in sales? So number, number one, you've always told me this, Ali, sales is the most important thing. So here's your platform. <laughs> tell, me, tell me again for the hundredth time, why is sales so important? I mean, for business, sales cares all, man. Um, it's like a lot of people are like, no, I need to have this infrastructure behind me. I need to have a good logo, business cards, all this stuff. Yeah. But none of that really um, generate revenue. The reason you're in business is to generate revenue. And in order to get revenue, you need to get sales, right? Sales and revenue. I mean, in accounting, you might as well replace the word on your balance sheet. Instead of revenues, just say sales. But sales is also like it has a bad connotation. You always have like I think people associate um, like just – smarminess to it right so i think for that reason that's a people kind of shy away from the sales side maybe it's not inappropriate maybe it's not um nice to try to quote-unquote force someone which i don't agree to buy something they don't want to buy um but sales is what drives your business if your business is not good at sales um, it will not succeed i don't care what business it is and i think there is a, a huge trend um, where, oh my God, if I have create the best product, service, especially technology, application, people are going to come to me and they're just going to want it because nobody wants it, man. <laughs> they got to know, you got to sell, okay? Okay, it's not the best product that wins, it's the best known product. And the best known product, you have to have a system for sales. Yeah, okay, you said a lot of things there. I don't <laughs> want to unpack it a little bit, but they're all, I totally agree with everything you just said. Um, the one thing I'll add to what you just said, saying that sales is so important, I'd say you're absolutely right. Sales is literally, I'd say, the lifeblood of yeah. every organization. Yeah. Sales stops, that's it. Your profit goes to zero. Yeah. Like you have nothing, yeah. right? So it's the lifeblood of every business. The other thing I would say, and I recall a quote on this, you know, I'm big on quotes. Um, there was a quote that said that other than sales and marketing, everything else in your business is essentially a cost. Yeah. Right, because like designing a product, making this better, admin stuff, hiring software—all of that is a mm-hmm. cost. Right, sales is literally the true 
litmus test as yeah. to whether or not you have something that works. Every other department should be supporting sales, whether it's accounting, product service development, anything, customer service. Everything should be oriented around sales and marketing to get your product out there. Yeah, right? yeah. Because you're creating a product to sell. You're not creating the product for itself. You're yeah. not creating. You're not developing a service to, out of the kindness of your heart. You're doing it to sell it. And yeah. so everything needs to feed into that. Accounting, finance, whatever it is, those measurements need to focus in on sales. Yeah. So you said something quite interesting. You said that uh, it doesn't matter what kind of a product you have and how perfect it is. If you can't sell it, doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Yeah. So why, why do you think it is that people get stuck on this whole idea of like, oh, let me perfect my business card. Let me perfect my website before ever yeah. talking to a potential yeah. prospective customer. Why do you think people, people get stuck on that? Because it's very like easy. Right. Like, oh, I, I want this nice little logo. I want like, oh, look, my name's on here. It says I'm like a director, owner, manager, whatever the heck you want to put on there. Right. And like my phone number and I can like it's like a very uh, enclosed, egocentric kind of process. Not that I'm saying that they're meaningless. They are meaningful when in, in the right place. But it's easy to close yourself off. You don't need to interact with the world. You're saying, I just got to spend the next three years on my website. Oh, this one thing is off. So I got to correct that. I got to correct my letterhead. I got to correct, oh, if I only had the perfect office, if I only had the perfect pen yeah. to sign the deals, right? Whatever it is, if yeah. I only had the perfect binder or the perfect car before I get to, like, no, man. Sales will get you all of that, right? Sales yeah. will get you the car, it'll get you the binder, it'll get you the nice website, it'll get you everything, right? Yeah. But the the reason people don't prevent, like, what, what prevents people from doing the sales is sales is uncomfortable. You have to go out and convince somebody to, like, take or buy, to depart with what they've earned, what they've spent time earning, give it to you for something that you are now providing them. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Totally agree. Like the illusion, all those things, business card, website, that's all important, yeah. right? But it's giving off the illusion that you're working hard at something yeah. when the real work, the true work is really whether or not whatever it is that you're doing is going to be sold and yeah. put in the hands of a customer. Yeah. I think it's just, yeah, the other stuff is just illusions. And like you said, yeah. sales can cure a lot of problems, including bad profitability, getting a better <laughs> yeah. car, all that stuff. Sales usually cures all those the problems. Reason, the reason why you have issues in a business is because you're, you, you don't have enough funds. The revenue is not coming in. Your website's not good enough because you couldn't hire the better guy to make a better website. Your business card's not bad enough, good enough because you couldn't hire the better graphic designer. Your car's not fast enough because you couldn't buy the faster car. Yeah. The only thing that's going to cure that is higher revenue. Higher revenue. Okay, so let's go to the next question then. Why do you think sales in general, salespeople, have such a bad reputation? Um, I do think that... Uh, so this is a two-part kind of answer. Okay. Firstly, I feel like... Um, People do feel that there's just like uh, uh, people are forced into buying something. When you think of a salesperson, they're trying to manipulate you into buying something. And yeah, that can happen sometimes. I do feel like there is ethical selling, right? But the ethical selling does not mean that you're not putting forward a argument to buy or convince somebody of what you're selling. It just needs to be on the right um, ground it has to be in the right information. You're not misleading anyone, right? So 
Yeah, like sales, the bad rep is essentially because people are like, this person's going to lie to me and try to sell me something I don't want, right? But a good salesperson is not going to do that, right? They're going to say, do you need the product? First, I need to isolate that. I'm not just trying to make another sale. I'm trying to see whether you will fit into what I am selling. So I need to figure out what your needs are, who you are. And then if you still are not convinced, I have to show you why you need it, right? So a good example would be accounting services or legal services, right? Like, um, are you happy with your services, right? It's not like I'm trying to sell you legal services that you do not need, right? Um, If somebody comes to me and says, okay, I just want like a partnership agreement, right? For like, and I want you to draft it. um, And they're not going to give me any kind of question or answer any kind of questions. I'm going to say, well, you could get a template online. I don't agree with that. But if you're coming to me, I need to figure out, what your business is, where it's going, right? So I can develop a contract, write out a contract that will evolve with um, you and your partners and any goals that you have, right? So I'm going to convince you in buying that as opposed to just, okay, buying whatever. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, I do think, yeah, the thing, the thing about salespeople is they have a bad reputation simply because everyone's used to that guy who was a pushy salesman. Yeah. You know, everyone's encountered that person before. It was a pushy car salesman, someone on the phone. They're like, oh, sales is, oh, it's, if you're pushing yeah. a product, something I don't need, terrible reputation, blah, blah, blah. But would you say more or less sales is, I hate putting the word sales on it because of this, this idea that it's got a bad reputation. Would you say sales is more relationship building and adding value really to customers yeah. is what you're trying to do. Mm. You're trying to build relationships and you're trying to show a prospective customer why you can make their life easier, solve their problem in a better way. Yeah, no, no, I 100% agree. I think that uh, the pushy salesperson is more like, oh, this guy is just trying to, or girl is trying to um, um, make another sale, hit his quota. But like somebody who's a successful salesperson will always empathize with the people buying. They really need to understand. If you look at the best brands, they're good brands, not because they've got a nice logo. That's really nice to have, but they they fine-tuned their operations. They know who their target market is. They know who they're aiming for. If you are buying a Mercedes or a BMW or an Audi, they know who your target market is. If you're buying Nike, Adidas, whatever these brands are, you they Patagonia, they know who your target is. Canon, Sony, whatever. Like they know this is who our people are. This is what's going to speak to them. So this is how we cater to them. So they're not really pushing. Now the pushing part, the sales part, that doesn't mean that now you make it and it's done. The sales part comes into explaining to you that, hey, did you know this was here? Because I know you need it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's the sales part. Yeah. And so it's always about understanding who your customer is and just Warren Buffett had like, I think I'm going to paraphrase because I yeah, don't really yeah. know 100% a direct quote, but he's like, you need to wake up figuring out ways how to delight your customer. And that's what it is. So when you delight your customer, you're also showing them this is how like this is a buy, this is really good for you, right? Sales is just bringing it to their attention and presenting that argument that this is what what, what they need. Yeah. As opposed to buy it doesn't matter if you need it or not. Got it. So we were you were covering the, the next question, which was gonna be how do you become a good salesperson? And then let's spend some time on this one. Because a lot of people struggle with, you know, yeah. what does it mean to become a good salesperson, because we're saying sales is important. I think people understand that revenue is important, etc. Uh, we don't like that pushy salesperson. How do you become a good salesperson? Or what's a good sales process like? 
right? Let's, so let's, let's discuss that. I think in general in life, as you go through um, your buying experience for different products and services, you realize that at the end of the day, every company is trying to sell you something. Like let's pick Apple or Nike or whatever it is. At the end of the day, it's not like you really need those products, like a new pair of shoes from Nike. They're essentially set, selling something to you as well by creating these um, – giving you an image, a lifestyle that you want to aspire to. Like, let's say you want to be someone who works out and wants to be an athlete. Therefore, you need these shoes. They create an entire system or a process to convince you as a prospective customer to part with your money and buy their product that yeah. they're offering, right? So it's an entire process and system. What would you say are some good systems or processes that you know salespeople or so, could, could implement? So I want to divide a little bit of between marketing and sales. Okay. So I feel like what you kind of described there was a little bit more marketing because marketing is that brand awareness, that brand reputation, um, having that strong message and really um, creating an image or a reputation around what you're selling. Right. Sales would then be to actually convince you. It's the art or the act of convincing. I would. That's at least how I kind of differentiate it, right? Got it, okay. So I would say that like, at no point, like people value their personal space. So they don't want somebody coming to their personal space and try to convince them of anything, whether it's good for them or not, right? And immediately individuals are abrasive or they would, there's very few people who are kind of welcoming and patient enough to take you in. Everybody's just kind of like, no. Um, and so between marketing and sales, the marketing aspect kind of, includes your services in their bubble. So they've heard about your business or whatever you're offering, right? And so when they've heard about what you're offering, now when you go have and have a conversation with them, they're not going to be um, abrasive. They're not going to push you away because they've, they feel some kind of familiarity, comfortability, um, just you have a reputation or a relationship with them. Um, and so even though you haven't spoken to them, so now they're going to let you in. When you go in as a salesperson, mm. um, you're taking a message. So a brand message or branding or marketing message takes, for example, Nike and differentiates Nike from like Cole Haan or from like whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it differentiates it from all these other shoe brands. But that's still very broad, right? So you mm -hmm. still have a huge enough customer base. The Sales Act now takes that somewhat narrowed brand message and figures out what the customer wants and then delivers it in a more um, uh, customized way to that customer itself. So you'd go in and you'd say, you try to figure out what the customer wants themselves. Do you want running shoes? Okay, well, do you need running shoes? Do you need football shoes? you need soccer shoes? What kind of shoes do you need, Right. And then kind of delivering that. So it's really going down to now sales aspect is understanding the potential client or customer as quickly as you can and understanding the root need that they have and then trying to deliver it to them. Yeah. And the yeah. best salespeople mm -hmm. will gather that information quickly and without the customer really 
feeling like they're in an interview, but rather they're building a relationship, which they actually are with, right. with the with the brand. Right. Do you think, um, and we discussed, so you said it is kind of different marketing and sales. I personally think the two have to coexist in order for sales yeah. to be successful. There has to be marketing and marketing without sales is nothing. Yeah. Um, do What do you think about that? Do you think those two are equally important? They're, no, no, they're very they go equal. Hand in hand? They go yeah. hand in hand. Yeah. You cannot have like... It'll be very difficult to do sales with proper marketing, without proper without marketing. proper marketing. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because, because people don't know who you are yeah. and what you're offering. And I think eighty percent of sales are made after like five to eight, or is it five to eight? And don't quote me. Maybe it's eight to twelve touch points. Meaning that there's several touch points before yeah. somebody actually decides because they need to understand whether that's good for them. Fair enough. I mean, I'm not gonna. I really will go out and buy something because oh, I really just saw it and I need it right now. Um, I need time to think about it. Yep. Right. And see if it's good for me. Right. And, and, and do I really need it? All of that. So marketing is helping me along that process, that decision-making process. And then when I'm trying to finalize it or I'm near finalizing it, that's when um, the salesperson would kick in and knowing that there's this, like there is some foundation for the brand they can then sell the product. Product into, got it. Um, I'd say I was thinking about this. And to me, when I think about good salespeople, there are really three characteristics that stand out to me. The first one is they really try and build a relationship with you. You know, they're not into like, this is not transactional. They're not making mm-hmm. transactional, especially when we think about, you know, B2B sales, enterprise, legal services, accounting services. You're trying to build a relationship with someone. You're trying to become their friend and not in a conniving way, in a genuine way. You're trying mm-hmm. to understand this person, who they are, what drives them, what, what are their problems yeah. in their life. And you have to think about relationship building as not a one-time type of thing. It's ongoing. You, it's a relationship. You nurture it. You put time into it. Eventually, as you talk to this person, you might not be able to close them the first time around, but you might talk to them a second time, third, fourth, fifth, etc. And then you will be able to land and get yeah. that sale. So that's that's what I'd say. Relationship building, number one. The second thing is really value. And that's communicating very um, succinctly and very clearly to someone why should they buy your stuff over someone else like what do you provide that's better than the competition Mm -hmm. and I think we covered this in a different podcast as well you should be able to lay it out to your customers as to why your value proposition whatever it is that you offer is better than someone else whatever service they're getting right now why is your proposition better than that why is your proposition better than the competition why should they hire you That should be very clear yeah. to, to your customers. Uh, man, I agree about, with that so much because being succinct is so important because if you're rambling, right, you are going to confuse your customer because they're not going to know what you're talking about. Yeah. You need to be like, okay, what, what are you looking for? Okay, well, I have A, B, and C. Yeah. You, are you ready? Yeah, like, yeah. Do you want it? Do you want it? Yeah. And yeah, people, basically. people these days don't even have the attention to yeah, give yeah. you. We're such, we're, yeah. we're, we're, yeah, we're a society today where attention, our attention yeah. is limited because yeah. it's trying to be, a lot of people are trying to seek your yeah. attention. So and, you don't and, have much time to spend on and, something. And another thing with the, because I think when, at least when I was talking, I was talking more from like a whole process, but a good salesperson also needs to, um, be comfortable with failure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go back to failure. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, you're not going to, not everybody who needs it is going to be convinced. Right. Right. And yeah. you need to let that go. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You yeah. can't chase them down. There are certain people, no matter what you say to them, 
they're not going to accept it, even if they need it, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, they could be dying and you have that one thing that will save them and they don't want it from you. Just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to cover that in the fourth question. <laughs> but just to wrap up my thought here. So I said relationship building, value proposition. Yeah. We talked about that. The third thing I was going to say is just in general, be an honest person. You know, don't try to be very salesy mm -hmm. and conniving. If you can't help someone, sometimes, I don't know if you agree, you tell them, here's where, you know, I think you can get some help or here's a person that can do this better than I can. Just be honest with them. Sometimes people will, will respect that. They'll go, okay, at least he's not trying to sell me everything. He's trying to say, look, this isn't my expertise. Go here and get this, right? Yeah, I mean, I will... Like genuinely good advice because yeah. it, it shows the customer you care about their interests yeah. and you want to see them succeed. You're not saying, oh yeah, this thing, this, I don't know, some area of law that let's say you're not familiar yeah. with, I don't know, some esoteric type of patent law, you'd be like, oh yeah, your patent, yeah, let me review it. Or if, yeah. if you don't know patent law, yeah. right? You'd be like, oh no, there's another firm. 100%. That can do this better than And you. I would look at it more from like, do I have the time to research this? If I don't have the time to responsibly give them what they want, then I will say I can't do this. Yeah. But here's another person that I would trust doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Sick. So like I, I would never, even, so even within my practice, um, yeah, there is... Uh, a monetary side to it, but everything and every client that comes in, you really uh, like, especially if they're buying, selling a home, that's really important because they're buying and selling a home. That's like their entire life. Yeah. So Biggest people, investment they'd be making. So you have to value that and really take their uh, approach to how important that whole thing is in mind as you're doing the entire service. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go to the one we uh, jumped to ahead. Um, how do you handle rejection? So you said <laughs> failure is really important for salespeople. How do you handle rejection? Because that, that's let's be honest, a lot of people are afraid of selling. The reason why people get wrapped up into I need the best website, I need the best business card, because they're always afraid to pick up the phone, yeah. try to sell, and then somebody's just gonna say yeah. no, yeah. right? So I've how do got, you get over yeah. that? I think when when uh, what people don't realize when I when I first started. Um, Firstly, I had no sales experience. Okay, so when, when I first you started first started law, your law firm, right? yeah, because there's this whole business side, and even though undergrad, we went to business school together. There's no sales courses. That's in, that's the right? weirdest thing yeah. how they don't teach you sales yeah. in business school. And I realized this after I graduated from law school, and then I'm googling like if I could take a course on sales, and like even like the best like the Ivy League universities didn't have sales courses at that time. I don't know if they do now. I think uh, only one university had it that I could find, and it was University of Chicago. Right. And they like had it and it was somewhat decent. It still wasn't good. So I had to take on all these other um, individuals to do the sales side. And uh, like there is a I remember like one of the first few calls, I'd have my script out. Right. And then. And oh, of, really? I would wow. I'd try to read through it because for me, sales in the beginning was I need to understand I need to be comfortable with the process. I don't want to be spitballing stuff. So mm -hmm. I have like my points out and I kind of have like paragraphs written out of what I'm going to say. But I was so paranoid. People are going to get, re I'm going to get rejected. Um, not even just rejected. I felt like a little like, oh man, I'm taking their time and I'm wasting their time with my <laughs> conversation, right? So, and and they're not going to like me, they're going to dislike me, whatever. But you know what? Like, I found out very quickly, first of all, so many conversations that started off saying, no, I don't need your help, turned into sales. On the phone call by the end of it, just because um, I wouldn't keep 
I wasn't insisting, and it was more like a, not to get into my sales pitch, but it was more like this perfectly fine, but let me see what you're, you're doing right now, right? And then when they'd explain we're doing A, B, and C, I'm like, have you thought of X, Y, and Z? Right? And then you kind of move into a more meaningful conversation. But in the beginning, I didn't, in the very, very beginning, I didn't even have the confidence to do that. They'd be like, no, I, we don't need it. I'd be like, all right, well, I guess you don't need it. So Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> you know, leave you it, you up. leave it. And yeah. then there's other times where, like, yo, I know that they need it, but if they want to say no, then you just, you, again, you just leave it. That You just got to know when to give up. Right. And a lot of people, what I found, there are some people, maybe they're just having a bad day, you know, and they say, no, I don't want to talk to you. You Because the thing is, is, you can't be just self-centered. Maybe they're having a rough day. Something happened, you know, whatever it is. Or maybe they're just, like, don't want to, you don't know what the reason is for them not wanting to speak to you, Right. Um, so you can't take it too hard, but you should be learning. But one thing that I noticed was I'd be like, oh man, I've got hypothetically a hundred leads. I don't want to call these hundred leads because I don't know anything yet. Um, and if I burn these hundred leads, where am I going to get more leads? Right. And the one thing that got me over that was in order for you to learn how to get those hundred leads, right. To make use of those hundred leads is to call those hundred leads and mess up <laughs> and figure it out. Yeah. That's number one, right? Number two, um, there's no such thing as a, like just that many leads, right? A hundred leads and that's it. There's so much business. Everywhere. So many customers. So much, yeah, you're man. It's like, you could just like, you could burn that list. You get another hundred very quickly and you have to be confident in that. And the other thing you need to be confident is they can say no. They could just say, the dumbest things to you, and this happened a month later. They don't know who you are, and they're buying from you. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you could just call them back again, right? Interesting, so it's like, interesting. It's, it's not interesting. So, two questions on this one, because um, you have ex- more experience on this than I do, to be honest. Um, your so, talk to me about a situation where someone said no, and then you were able to turn them around. Does that happen all, very often? That you? Wh- why do you think people usually say no? No, sometimes initially, is it because? It's a reflex. They initially say, you're a lawyer. No, I'm fine. And then they're like, yeah, they yeah. think about it. And they're like, actually, no, I need that guy. Yeah, so Is that what happens? A, a lot of times, uh, my opinion is that, uh, and I'm not saying, I'm not talking about lawyers. Legally. Yeah, yeah. I cannot say one lawyer is better than the other. So this is a legal disclaimer here. I would say professionals, okay? Um, I personally, like there is, I guess, a minimum competency level to be go into a specific uh, profession, right? Whether you're becoming a doctor, a dentist, a lawyer, or um, an accountant. And then once you kind of, or an engineer, you cross that and now everybody's kind of the same, right? But um, outside of that, there are different levels of EQ that's not necessarily measured in any of these uh, exams. Or um, you might be really good at, being a dentist but you don't know anything about business or stuff like that because there's um at at a when the tax the the tasks become more complex there are several different uh, areas of knowledge that you need to figure out and then see how they interplay and with law there's a lot of times businesses involved right so what you would do like i feel like a lot of people will say i've got a professional that i'm working with right my dentist is somebody that uh, I don't know if they're good or bad. First time I went with them, I was scared. And then then I spent some time with them, and they were like, all right, right? Yeah. So now I know who they are. I know every single time I come out, this guy is making my gums bleed. But, like, 
whatever, you know, the devil I know is better than the devil I don't. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with this person, right? And then along comes, like, somebody else. They're like, oh, come to me. And I'm like, no, I don't want to because I know this guy. He may not be the best, right? He may make me feel uncomfortable, but I know him. So I'd rather just go to him, right? And that's what the reflex is. Yeah. So now yeah. it's explaining, well, hey, listen, like, okay, that's fine. I don't want you to come to me, but... What kind of issues do you have with your current dentist? Well, my gums are bleeding and he makes me like do this and that or whatever. That's great. Well, we've got a new thing that doesn't make your gum bleed. And you know what? Like there's all these other things here. No pressure. Just come in. And I'm doing a sales pitch now. Yeah, yeah. But- <laughs> no, no, no. But I like it. I like it. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. You're, so you're, trying to, you're trying to go over like how do you turn someone around, which yeah. is so important. So you're looking at their pain points. You're yeah. like, what's going on? And you're having a real discussion. You're not just saying, ignore everybody, come to me. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, by the way, I'm opening up a sales course. You guys all should subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no sales course. <laughs> but, yeah, this is like without getting into, t- the, I guess, too much into the, uh, the details. details of it. It's... I think it's not the easiest process to convince somebody who already has uh, a professional they're working with, but definitely, definitely everybody can be, I feel like enough people can be flipped. Enough. Right. When they say no, eventually they can change their mind and they can be flipped. Whoever they're with is not perfect. Yep. You Everyone has, yeah, every service provider has the yeah. problems, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. You're going to get better than that. And if you're better than 80, 90% in service delivery, then you're, you're going to be getting so much business, you don't know what the heck's going on. Right, right. How'd you become good at handling just, you know, people saying no? You just, what, what do you do now? What's your sort of mentality and your perception about all that? Do you just go, yeah, yeah no problem, it's okay. They don't want it now, maybe they'll want it later. How do you address that whole, like, rejection thing when people say no? I, I think you just got to start like getting into more interactions. The more interactions you get, the more you understand, the more you, immune you get. And then you got to like really reflect on those interactions once they're complete and try to figure out whether you pushed enough or if you could kept going or you did too much. And then slowly it just becomes like a uh, gut instinct. I don't know if there's a formula to it. Yeah. But yeah. like you understand, you get to understand how people are behaving, what they're doing, why they're doing it. Cool. All right. Key takeaways real quickly. Sales is important, and the best way to learn it is by doing it. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say exactly that. Sales is scary, but it's the most important thing you could ever do. So don't be afraid of it. Get out there, start selling. Yeah. All right, we'll wrap it up. All Thanks right. for joining. Take care, guys. Have a good one.